Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast 199. Alex, we are so close to 200. My name is Josh, and this is a jam-packed episode. Uh, we have a two-in-one special. We could have done two separate podcasts on this uh, these two topics, but we decided to do a joint one because the news broke on a Thursday when we normally record our game previews, so we just tied both of them together. Yes, you saw the title. You probably know the news by now if you're listening on Friday or past that point. Kadarius Tony was traded today to the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for a third-round pick as well as a sixth-round pick. We also have a game that the Giants are going to be playing on Sunday in the West Coast. Um, you know, at the in Seattle. I forget. I forget their stadium, but is that First Energy? No. 12-man yes. stadium. That's what I think of it as. Yeah, I mean, that's what I always think of it, but uh, I'll look it up, but it doesn't matter. Uh, four 25-star on the West Coast in Seattle. The 6-1 and one Giants looking to go 7-1. and one. Still can't believe I'm saying that, by the way. In Week 8, uh, we have a Giants-Seahawks battle that we also are going to preview. So it's a jam-packed all-in-one episode. Alex, you already, you know, kind of the the, the uh, voice drop has already occurred, but I'll still ask the question, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, today was kind of a crazy day for the Giants. Obviously, Kadarius Tony traded uh, was the big news of the day um, and really the only news of the day. I don't know why I'm acting like other stuff happened today, but uh, certainly a big, big deal for this Giants team, um, especially when you consider the wide receiver position already being thin uh, and now Kadarius Tony, um, you know, being gone, you know, if you want to say it like that. It really makes this wide receiver room quite weak. We'll talk a little bit later about what the Giants could possibly do to reorganize, you know, add depth uh, to this wide receiver room or add a star potentially with some of the picks that we got back. In terms of the compensation, third round pick and a sixth round pick, I thought the Giants would get around a fourth round pick. Uh, so a third and a sixth is, you know, better than my expectations. Uh, I know Dan Duggan tweeted that he was talking with an NFL, NFL executive, excuse me. Um, and they thought he would, the Giants would only get around a fifth round pick. Not only did they get that sixth round pick, they also got a third round pick. So I think overall, this is a good trade for the Giants. Um, you know, it's not like a pleasant sight to see your first round pick be traded two years later, uh, for a third and a sixth. But, uh, in this situation, looking at all the context, his issues, you know, on and off the field, obviously, and issues staying on the field really is the main thing. Uh, I think this isn't a bad deal for the Giants, but certainly, you know, wish him the best. Hopefully he succeeds in Kansas City. Not too much, so we don't feel bad, but, um, you know, hopefully he has a good career, really like his personality, uh, maybe just wasn't fit for New York. Yeah, Alex, um, I'm going to re reiterate some points you talked about. I'm also going to mention that I uh, clutched up for the podcast earlier today when the news did break. Uh, I posted multiple social media videos on TikTok. Uh, some YouTube, a YouTube video as well, YouTube short and a couple posts on our social media uh, pages. So please feel free to go check that out to see my instant reactions. Uh, but what I would like to say is, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with what the Giants got out of it. I have to trust uh, our GM, Joe Shane, um, you know, let Shane do his thing. I did not think the Giants would do anything at the trade deadline, to be frank. Uh, that is next Tuesday, I want to say. Um, so this is around the trade deadline area. I definitely did not think it was going to be anything involving Kadarius Tony. Tony being the first round pick from last year's NFL draft. And 
you know, it seemed that from the time in his rookie season, he had troubles with injuries, which he did in college too. Uh, but I think it just got, you know, it kind of glor, the issue became glorified, um, in his time in the NFL. So yeah, Alex, I agree with you. I think that comes first. Uh, I think that's like 75% of the issue. And then the other 25 ish percent is that off the field stuff. It didn't seem like he got along in the locker room. If you remember, he didn't even play week one, right? Because it was the uh, playbook issue where, oh, he doesn't know the playbook. He's not ready yet or something along those lines. No, it wasn't fully the playbook. I think if you're an NFL player, if you played in college football, you know how to memorize a playbook and you should know how to do it pretty freaking quickly. I think it also had to do with he wasn't really merged with the coaching staff. They probably weren't getting along. Uh, and I think that comes, you know, kind of, it kind of, uh, comes along in the way that Brian Dable is a man of few words most of the time. Addressing this, he talked about Tony uh, and just said something along the lines of, I thought I had it, but I, maybe I didn't or maybe I didn't put it in the outline. Let's see if I could find it here. It was something like, uh, Brian Dable said, wish Kadarius well, best for the team. Best for the team basically to get rid of him, right? So I think that that kind of puts the point uh, right there in your face about, you know, kind of what Kadarius Tony meant to the team. And then kind of proving the Giants' point. So this this kind of helped the Giants out a little bit by getting rid of him. Kadarius Tony then tweeted something like, oh, like, well, welcome me to Chiefs Kingdom or something. Thank God. Which is like, all right. I mean, yeah, thank God. Thank God, right? But then he does another tweet and says, that joke would have been funny if I was actually hurt still, lol. Irrelevant people don't get updates. So... After being injured for who knows what, like five weeks now, Canarius Tony goes to Twitter. Oh, hell with it. I'm not injured. What are you talking about? I'm not injured. So he put that out onto social media, onto Twitter for everyone to clown his ass uh, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. And imagine how that looks for head coach Andy Reid and all the Chiefs staff. I mean, sweetie, that out now. He's going to get like, this is the guy you brought in, you know, like, um, and then. Canarius Tony, of course, probably because of his agent and told him you're stupid. He then deleted the tweet a couple hours later, probably because he is still injured and he's going to be on the IR for the next four weeks. So I don't know what the hell Tony is talking about. I don't think the Giants were putting him on the IR so he wouldn't practice because they were trying to keep him healthy for for a trade. I don't think he's that valuable of a trade asset that you need to keep him off a practice field because of the risk of him getting injured. But anyway, my long rant comes down to this. Kadarius Tony, he goes to the Chiefs for a third and a sixth round pick. The best I think the Giants could have done. Maybe they could have gotten something better. I don't think so. I think Joe Shane probably looked around the league, found the third and the sixth round pick from the Chiefs was the best option he was going to get. It sucks. It really does suck that a first round pick the Giants made, who's honestly, when he is on the field, Alex, he is absolutely insane with his footwork, his cutting ability, his his uh, willing his willingness to make plays happen even out of negative yardage, kind of like Saquon Barkley. Uh, but it, it sucks that it wasn't able to work out. But it is the best uh, thing for the team. The Giants got pretty good value from it. And uh, Tony now moves on to the Chiefs. Did I get everything? I think I did. I think we did. Yeah, I mean, along with that point, what I'd say is, you know, that tweet, obviously, it's it's a little bit disrespectful to the fans. Yes, there's been some fans kind of clowning him for being out injured and not being able to stay on the field. But I think most people's comments have been positive, almost like, you know, please, like, can we get this guy back on the field? He's that impactful. And kind of for him to call the Giants and Giants fans irrelevant people, I kind of found a little bit disrespectful. 
uh, to the organization, obviously to the fans who, to be honest, have supported him most of the time, uh, you know, through the tough times and the good times. Yes, they turned on him a little bit, uh, but um, nowhere near the play. For example, a guy like Darius Slayton got way more hate than Kadarius Tony, and he was able to work through it, uh, and he didn't complain. He didn't tweet out angry tweets. So I think that's the difference here of why the Giants decided to trade him. I just want to say, Alex, though, you are you are a little soft in the aspects of football. I mean, look back to like the Antoine Winfield deal in the Super Bowl, giving the peace sign to Tyree Kill for the revenge. And you were like, that's disrespectful. He can't do that. And now you go here. I think him calling the fans, uh, whatever, what did he call them? Like irrespo- uh, Irrelevant uh, people. Irrelevant. Irrelevant people. I think that he's coming at me. I'm a Giants fan. I'm upset. I don't give a shit, Alex. I mean, Kadarius Tony can go. I don't. I don't, I, I don't care. But I'm saying it's what he did. Like, do I take it personally? No. But what he did still goes after Giants fans, and I don't like that. So you know, I mean, just because I'm not personally, just because I'm not personally offended by something, doesn't mean I can't find it offensive. I, I mean, yes, it's rude. It, I mean, it is rude. I'm just saying it in the way that, like, I'm laughing. Like, haha. I mean, Chiefs, you're taking this. We got the picks out of it. And now <laughs> you got a head case. Like, congratulations. I'm turning that that tweet and just adding to our argument. I mean, it, as Giants fans, we should feel better that he's calling us irrelevant. Because honestly, maybe in a couple of years when he's still down on the field, we'll become irrelevant. And then, like, honestly, like, honestly, Alex, honestly. Sorry, I'll say it one more time. Is he even really relevant in the NFL? He's not even on the field half the time. I mean, I'm surprised it's broke. Uh, like, I think to the you're a NFL. little bit more angry about this whole situation than I am. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being serious. I'm asking a question. Like, is he really relevant in the world of the NFL? Like, I wasn't seeing. I mean, I'm like I was saying. I'm surprised this even broke like the NFL page. Like, they made like their graphic and everything. Like, which I guess they have to do. It's the NFL like social media page, but. Honestly, is Kadarius Tony even relevant in, in, in the base of the first round pick the two question. years ago? That's pretty relevant, I think, but just in my opinion. So anyway, all right, yeah, I'm not going after him like that. I think what he did was a little bit disrespectful leaving, but obviously I still wish him the best, but you know, an unfortunate situation, how it all turned out. Um, but luckily for the giants, in addition to the picks, they also saved 1.2 million in cap space, uh, yes, which could be used this season, uh, which is definitely very good, especially for this cap tight team. Before we move on to the kind of like our preview section of the episode, what do you think? There's been a lot of rumors, Jerry Judy, Claypool, Brandon Cooks I've even seen, Giants to trade for a new receiver. Before you talk about it, I'm just going to give my quick thoughts and then we could you can talk about it and we'll move on. But I think, number one, you're not going to be able to get any of those guys for any less than I think a second or a third round pick. Uh, Judy, I think, would probably take at least a second. It might even be a late first. Um, Claypool, probably a second, uh, and Brandon Cooks, I think could be a second or a third. Um, there's some other options out there, I'm sure as well, but I don't think any of those guys, you know, are really, besides Judy, I don't think any of those guys are really great to bring in. Uh, Judy obviously is young. He's still in that rookie deal. He's not going to cost a lot of money financially for the cap space. So I think he would be the one you'd want to target, but I would not want to give up more than a third round pick. Uh, despite the talent, I think the talent is there for Jerry Judy. It just hasn't been uh, fully seen, I guess, in Denver. Alex, the Giants are not trading for Jerry Judy. I think he's been the biggest name that's been talked about by Giants fans on Twitter um, and in various other places. They don't have the cap room. Again, this is another cap room situation. I mean, yes, they can I, I think they do. They can move him. Or, uh, Judy, they can. Cooks, they can't. 
Claypool, they can. They can move around that rookie salary. Alex, do you think the Giants are training for Jerry Judy? No, but I don't think that's the no. reason why. I I think it has a factor to do with it. I mean, why would you want to bring in a wide receiver that could cost a bunch of money when you're already in bad situations with the cap? I I, I guess they can move it around, Alex. They but can- he wouldn't cost a lot of money for two or three more years because you got the fifth year option on him. I don't think the cap's a deal with him because he's probably only getting paid a few million dollars a year. You just maybe have to rework a contract. But I don't think it would be that big of a deal. To I think the picks are the big deal. The Broncos are going to want a ton for him. Uh, okay, whatever. I don't. I don't think they're going to be trading uh, Jerry Judy to the New York Giants anyway. Nor do I think the Giants want Jerry Judy. Remember, I'm going to keep on saying it, Alex. This is a quote unquote rebuilding year. That's what the Giants came into this year with that mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, they're six and one. I get that. This wasn't supposed to happen. This is like a lucky thing. Like we are counting our lucky stars as of now being six and one and we make it to the playoffs. Hell yeah. We make it to the playoffs. Like we'll get a later first round pick. That's fine. Uh, And then this shows how far in advance, like what the giants are showing right now is how far in advance they're already like uh, they are already with their young talent for upcoming seasons for next season. Right. Being six and one right now is like, Holy crap, like we're good now. This wasn't even supposed to be our playoff run year. Next year, when we get even more picks, right, and sign free agents, we're going to be crazy. So remember what type of year this is. This isn't the year that they should go after Jerry Judy during the trade deadline. We're rebuilding this year. If we keep on stacking wins and make it to the playoffs, great. But no reason to go after guys like that right now. We got to wait a season or two when we're actually supposedly trying to make playoff runs and not have rebuilding seasons. Anyway. Uh, I think I think we have addressed that stuff. So let's go on to the actual preview uh, for the Seattle Seahawks here, splitting that episode out uh, halfway done. All right, let's start out with uh, some injuries. Evan Neal, the Giants' rookie tackle. Remember, he did get injured this weekend, or this weekend, last weekend. He avoided a serious knee injury, um, as early reports suggested. This was from a few days ago. Uh, no ACL injury, no MCL Oh, sorry. An MCL sprain uh, is actually going to keep him sidelined for about four weeks. He's hopefully going to return for the Thanksgiving game on Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys, which if you remember, that's super fun. The Giants have a game on Thanksgiving. But anyway, that's when he's supposed to come back. And then the rookie tight end, Daniel Bellinger, who we know about, he got the poke and punched whatever in the eye, got carted out. He's bleeding from the eye. Really scary stuff. He's out. Uh, expected to actually undergo surgery to repair the fractured eye socket. Oh my God. It's, I can't even talk about it. And septum as well. Uh, really like dis- like disgusting, like gruesome stuff there uh, with Daniel Bellinger, but hopefully he'll be okay after the surgery. Um, there is hope that the injury he sustained will not end a season, although he will be out for a while. Um, you know, if he does come back, it will be towards the latter end parts of the season. What does that mean for the Giants? Well, their tight ends now are um, Tanner Hudson and Chris Myrick. So that's tough. If Alex, I mean, if the Giants want to trade for a tight end, maybe that would be great. Imagine they kept Evan Ingram now. Are we going to make those talks? Imagine if they kept Evan Ingram. Um, I don't care about it, honestly. But yeah, these two tight ends, they are not going to do anything great for you. Maybe even not anything good for you. Uh, so I hope they sign someone. Didn't they add back? So uh, was it Andre Miller? 
Yeah, or... the guy who had that wrist fracture, I believe, in preseason. Yeah, so he's back on the practice squad. He could be elevated. So we do have three tight ends on the full roster, I guess, if you want to say that. Yeah, so so that's the update there. Andre Miller, if you remember, during the preseason was playing every single position, fullback, running back, tight end, and maybe wide receiver. Uh, but he was signed to the practice squad, like Alex said. More injuries. Uh, yeah, so Brian Dable calls Evan Neal and Bren, Ben Bredesen a knee injury week to week in quotes. Uh, and then Matt Pear, Ellerson Smith, and Rodarius Williams have had their 21 window open from the pup list, and they'll practice today. That was yesterday from Art Stapleton. So those three guys back at practice, cool to have them back. Matt Parrott, we're going to need what seems like sooner than later with losing some offensive linemen as of now. Uh, and then Ellerson Smith would be a nice addition in this, again, rebuilding year to see a younger guy on the defense. Still has not really had time um, you know, on that defense in the Giants in the NFL. I want to say because of injuries in total. I feel like last year too, he was injured the year he was drafted. Um, but anyway, Alex, you want to continue with the injuries with the injury report? Yeah, so for the injuries uh, for Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to do a little bit differently. I'm going to go by player and then talk about their status for each day. So Daniel Bellinger, obviously we talked about his eye injury. He did not practice either day, Wednesday or Thursday. Ben Bredesen uh, with the knee injury did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Cordero Flott did not practice on Wednesday, but it seems like he did practice on Thursday. Um, Kenny Galladay did not practice um, either day, Wednesday or Thursday with that knee injury. Evan Neal, the same. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez with a quad injury did not participate either day. And the limited participants both days include Tyree Phillips with a toe, Jason Pinnock, uh, or Pinnock with a foot, and Leonard Williams with the elbow. Those limited guys should be good to go uh, for Sunday. Tyree Phillips is going to be especially important at that right tackle position. And then for the Seahawks, their two key players and their two key uh, wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, are both dealing with injuries. Tyler Lockett practiced in full today. It looks like he will be playing on Sunday, but DK Metcalf has not practiced all week, and it looks like he will be out this Sunday. Uh, So that's kind of the injury news there. Let's do our NFL picks. Um, The Thursday night game has already begun uh, tonight, so we'll have to... Uh, we saw, like, we did it a quarter in, we predicted, but the game was still pretty close, so I think it's fair enough. But before we do that, um, our records from last week, I was 8-5, and five, Josh was 6-7. and seven. He was struggling. Uh, I also struggled a little bit, but he definitely had the worst week. Uh, nice victory for me this week if we count it like that, which we don't. Uh, we calculate it at the end of the season. All right, so now uh, we have the Buccaneers and the Ravens. Obviously, we know they're playing tonight. Um I had the Buccaneers, Josh is the Ravens. Right now it's a 10-10 game. We'll see what happens. Broncos and Jaguars in London. Uh, we both have the Broncos. Dolphins, Lions. Uh, we both have the Dolphins. Falcons, Panthers. We both have the Falcons. Cardinals, Vikings. We uh, I have the Vikings. Josh is the Cardinals. Cowboys, Bears. We both have the Cowboys. Raiders, Saints. I have the Raiders. Josh is the Saints. Uh, Saints rocking with Andy Dalton, by the way, uh, in case Josh wants to change his pick last minute. Eagles Steelers. Um, we both have the Eagles. Patriots Jets. We both have the Jets. Uh, and Josh will move to the four o'clock window. All right. So the four o'clock window, Titans, Texans. I have the Titans as well as Alex. So there we go. And then moving on with the Commanders and the Colts. Alex, why do you have the Commanders, our NFC East uh, you know, opponent, not rival, but opponent yeah, winning? He's gonna ball. You'll mark my words. 
I have the Colts winning that one because I don't want the NFC East team winning, but okay. Walking with Sam Ellinger. Yes, sir. Uh, 49ers versus the Rams. Alex, the 49ers. I have the Rams. And you know what? Making those comments about Andy Dalton and the Saints, all right? Andy Dalton's going to do great, okay? We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to be different. Bills versus Packers. We both have the Bills winning that one. And then Bengals versus Browns. I think this will be a better game than people think. I have the Browns winning this because I'm crazy. No and Jamar Alex Chase. Has the Bengals. All right. No that Jamar Chase. S- Just commenting, saying it again. Yeah, I like. Did you want a reaction out of me? Is that what you're going for? No, just wanted to like inform. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. continue. <laughs> Let's go to our players to watch for both the Seahawks and the Giants going to this game on Sunday. I'll start off and say my Seahawks player to watch, and that is Kenneth Walker. The past few weeks has been absolutely dominating, and Alex. With us in our draft research last year, we saw this coming. Uh, the guy was an absolute beast coming into this year's NFL draft. Uh, the number one running back on our rankings heading into it, as long as well as everyone else's. Um, and it's no surprise how good he's doing in the NFL. So he is my player to watch for this game against the Giants. For me, uh, for the Seahawks, DK Metcalf's probably going to be out. Marquise Goodwin kind of stepped in for him last game. Uh, and in the slot, I think Tyler Lockett and Darnay Holmes, spoiler alert for my next pick, uh, will be going at it. So I think Marquise Goodwin on the outside, he's going to be the outside threat. Uh, and how are the Giants going to be able to contain him uh, and hi- him and Geno Smith's connection, which they seem to have uh, against the Chargers. And for the Giants, I already spoiled it. I'm going to go Darnay Holmes. Uh, Tyler Lockett, their main weapon is going to be lined up in the slot. Uh, most snaps and Darnay Holmes, uh, you know, has had a pretty decent start to the season, had a great training camp. Uh, we'll see how he does against one of the elite receivers in the NFL. One of the most underrated receivers in the NFL, really, in my opinion. Um, did I say giants for the giants at the end of that? I feel like I did. I don't know, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not listening anyway, to <laughs> uh, for the giants, for me, a Dory Jackson, the cornerback, look for him to make an impact. And I mean, an impact. I'm saying it right now. I don't want to jinx anything, but look for an interception from Adoree Jackson. He's been getting to the ball way, you know, not way too much. I I love how much get to the ball more, but he's been getting to the ball a lot often, knocking it down. Let's see if he gets it the read a little bit earlier enough that he can get his hands uh, onto one and get an interception. So look for an Adoree Jackson pick this game. That's my prediction. Alex, I feel like I'm pulling at you because I feel like you used to do that with like a look for like a touchdown from this guy or look for an interception or a fumble from this guy. I feel like I'm, I'm turning to you now. My score prediction, 24-17 Giants win. I'm continuing with the Giants wins. I hope they go 7-1 and one after this week into the bye because honestly, they're 6-1 and one at this point. If they go into a loss, if they get a loss and head into the bye, then it's like a losing feel. You know, you're not happy. I want them to be happy heading into this bye, getting this week on and, and feeling a little relieved at seven and one rather than six and two on. It's still a great record, six and two, obviously. Uh, but being six and two into the bye is like, uh, you know, they're not so happy, I'm sure. It's a losing feeling going home. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. I think the Giants, I have them winning 23 19. Uh, a few field goals from Graham Gano and a couple of touchdowns. I think it's going to be a close one, like all the Giants games, uh, but I think we'll come out on top, uh, and hopefully that happens, and Giants go to 7-1, and one, like you said. Yep, so uh, let's, I guess I guess we got everything down here. Kadarius Tony again traded to the Chiefs, and uh, the, the uh, Giants versus Seahawks 
Giants versus Seahawks preview. All right, so let's talk about some plugs here. You can follow us on social media on Instagram at the Giant Take Pod. Or wait, on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod and TikTok by the same username. The Giant Take Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. Alex on Twitter at Inorian23. Subscribe wherever you listen. Also go to shipstudios.com slash giant take to find more places to listen. And if I went too fast or you didn't listen to me, that's all good. It's going to be in the podcast notes. All the information I talked about. Alex, close us out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's preview and trade talk regarding Kadarius Tony. And we'll see you all next time recapping the Seahawks game. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.